0: Konnichiwa. it's Zach Langlachichi. I'm so popular. I've been awake for 15 hours because I had to talk to the twinks at Twink Revolution about Eurovision at 4 a.m. But nonetheless, nothing can stop me. I am here with a very special guest today to talk about Bronze Age Pervert and Bronze Age Mindset by Bronze Age Pervert. So who are you? Uh,
1: konnichiwa, I am James from Tokyo. Um I yeah am, am essentially that James from Tokyo living in Tokyo um yeah. what are
0: you doing James from Tokyo?
1: Right now um I'm recording my second podcast ever. My first podcast, um, was about Tokyo Disney Sea so quite a different conversation <laughs> um but yeah no in, in Japan, if I'm like uh not, at work, I'm working out. And if I'm not working out, I'm with my dog. And if I'm not with my dog, I'm playing roller coaster tycoon.
0: Love it. Why do you follow me, James, in Tokyo? I think you followed me. Is I did. That true.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you followed me. And I remember I looked at your page and it was like, oh man. Drag queen in Japan, like foreigner. You know, that is like, you know. I've been invited as a foreigner to participate in the Japanese, like gay nightlife scene. So to meet somebody who is actually like doing that was very fascinating. And so it was like an immediate follow back from me.
0: Thanks queen. I know I followed you because, um, I, th- I think someone from twink for retweeted actually that like you were listening to them for the first time. And I was like, Wow, that's shocking, because I, I always have this, like, little mental fascination when I'm, like, listening to podcasts. I'm always, like, I wonder if someone else in Japan is listening to this, too. And, like, I guess there is one other white, gay, foreigner listening to Twink Rev in Japan. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I,
1: I went through, like, a, you know, I was following these people on, like, these different podcasters on Twitter. And then I went through, like, a, a week... Where I was just, like, cycling through all of their podcasts. And, you know, um, of course, I, I listen to um, I'm So Popular, Thought Topics, Twink Rev, Perfume Nationalist. Yeah, so
0: all of those. Well, you got it covered. That's, like, the whole, like, circuit of gay podcasts. So right, right. Good job. <laughs> um, I also am really obsessed with your general shitposting because I think you tapped into a really disturbing like sexual energy on Twitter that um I I knew this is gonna humiliate you, sorry. But I feel like you have like a specific kind of interwoven like shitposting like sort of lying kind of character <laughs> that you do and it has like turned over like the little twinks in this sphere into a utter like mudslide. <laughs> I do, okay
1: yeah no I mean we do were you talking, think, am I wrong? I don't know. Like I don't know how to answer that. I mean, it's so funny because we were talking about this like before, you know, the the podcast started and um and you had like mentioned it and I got very embarrassed then. And I was like, "Oh, I'm sure when he brings it up like in the <laughs> actual recording, like I will have tempered my embarrassment, but I have not." <laughs> I mean,
0: If you feel that, then I guess it must be true. Like that. Oh, please. You know it's true. It's embarrassing, but it's true. Because, um, I mean, the the sort of, like, baiting tweets that I think you know what I'm referring to. It's, like, every time. Like, people would just, like, slip right into the trap. It's,
1: like... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, the, you know, it's one of those things where... the people who have followed me for like a few months, I assume they know that it's all ship posting. Like, I, like, I feel like good shit posting comes from some element of truth like mm. in your psyche. you know you can't just like, you know, say something and it not have any relevancy to you yourself. And it actually be funny, so I think from that context, like the you know, I've been horny before, you know, like I know, like I know what it's like (laughs) once or twice, you know, once (laughs) or twice. So like, I mean, yeah, that that's like where I draw it from. It's like in the past when I actually you know have thought those thoughts, I'll be like completely not horny, and just be like, wouldn't it be funny if like I said that I was. And I'll tweet something and then I'll get like people who have followed me for months who should know by now that it's like a joke, like it's a bit. And they'll like send me like cock pictures in the DM. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Like, thanks. I mean, like, I'm not offended by it, but it's just like a complete misunderstanding of like what I thought was understood you know like... right
0: no i love it and to me it has like this uh nefarious quality to it it feels like a, i don't know if you've read kinjiki by mishima like forbidden colors but the protagonist of that novel is like uh sort of this gay very beautiful man who uh a uh a really leering like old lecherous one like manipulates him into uh ruining the lives of several women by leading them on and i just kind of get that vibe with you and all of these horny bottoms on twitter (laughs) it's
1: so it's so funny because
0: i actually found like i was scrolling through videos
1: seeing if there was like um any video that i had like downloaded or I, i had taken that would be like interesting to post and i found this video of me like not saying anything i was like looking into the camera and then like after 20 seconds, I say, I love gaslighting you guys. And I was like, what did I record this for? Where I said, like, I love gaslighting you guys. But, like, I feel like that's could be, you know, maybe there's people who feel gaslit by my horny posts. You know, they feel like. I'm- well,
0: it's on them, you know, like, it's up to them to learn how to read the tweet. You know, right, it's a right. it's a piece of art. It's a glimmering image and they have to learn how to decipher it on their own. Exactly. Exactly. I
1: completely <laughs> agree. Yeah, your horniness is not my responsibility.
0: <laughs> it's so evil. I love it. This is exactly why I'm. Uh, I there's a lot of different layers to your account that makes it a really like thrilling literary project to me, honestly. And I, I'm always reading everything you post, even if I'm not liking it. I am keeping up. <laughs> oh God, I love it. I love it. I'm so. Fly. It's a piece of art, and um, sort of like the the partial anonymity of the account like plus like the occasional reveals of some physique it's um all sort of like an artistic twitter presence that reminds me of today's topic which is bronze age pervert the uh enfant terrible of post left dirt bag based red pill twitter
1: <laughs> yeah i don't like them either I'm wondering how many people are like tuning in, thinking that it's gonna be like a, like oh, you know, it's it's James from Tokyo with his, you know, profile picture of his body, you know, is he going to, you know, flexing? Is he gonna be like, oh, I love, I love BAP, I'm a
0: Baptist or whatever? But it's oh, for Baptist. If I, I ever want... heard someone say they're a Baptist, I would literally die. Are you kidding? <laughs> I just made it up, but it sounds like, it sounds, it like sounds like, like a, something real. Yeah, it sounds like the word that should be used. Yeah, no, I think um, most people actually are going to be a little surprised by what we're doing together here today, because I believe that Bronze Age Pervert is wildly misunderstood, and not in the way that people aren't getting his shtick, but that they're sort of falling for it and being Mm -hmm. uh, led to slaughter as opposed to water, and... We have done the research. We've read the books. I am very excited to kind of put the final fucking word down about this poser.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Poser, I think, is, is the right word for it. Um, yeah, I, I have my thoughts that we can get into as we
0: yeah. get into the books and stuff. And, I mean, I I want to say that I did approach the books and, like, the Twitter very earnestly. I didn't go in looking to hate it. I really started this project out of... um a confusion (laughs) about Mm. him and his sort of massive followers. And it was really like a personal interest because so many people in our Twitter sphere just think it's like the most important text since the Bible. And, you know, I wanted to give it its fair shot.
1: And I did. Yeah. I mean, for me, I probably went in a little bit more biased um, as to like anticipating that I wasn't going to like it. Mm. Um, but I did try and read it from the perspective of somebody who would, I imagine like it. And I feel like I have enough of a, like understanding on who that would be because there were quite a few bath people, Baptists, if you will, (laughs) like DMs telling me that, like, you know, I had multiple people telling me like, Oh, you know, you're my inspiration. And, and like, I've never felt, I've never felt this connection with somebody online before. And these are people who like, you know, pray to bath at night, I guess. So I feel like I have an understanding about their
0: psyche. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. So now we'll look down on it and scoff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But <laughs> yeah,
1: two no, of um... followed me. So um, when Again? I, when I, Two of them unfollowed me when I oh. went pretty public on my like I don't like bath thing. I think I w- I think I went on a little bit of a rant, and following that, two of them unfollowed me. I think they felt betrayed.
0: Um, well, I mean, I posted the picture that I was reading the book, and everyone was like, oh, "Yes, like go off, you're gonna love it." And then people have like been quoting other tweets and being like, "Have you read Bronze Age Mindset?" And I was like, "Well, just you fucking wait, I'm reading it, all right." Hmm. Um. So I guess I should introduce what bronze age pervert is he's a twitter personality and a writer um a historian of sorts i believe that he was doxed as a like um grad student i think in history he has a podcast called caribbean rhythms and his sort of philosophy and ethos about the state of masculinity and how men should go about their lives, what they can do to create a meaningful existence. The aesthetics and imagery of all of that has become pretty prevalent on this Twitter sphere I keep bringing up. And the first time I ever heard about it was on The Perfume Nationalist with Mm -hmm. Anna Kachian, And Anna said it was like the Bronze Age Mindset book was like the most important book of the last five years and like truly one of the last great forms of literature and it really took me by surprise so I've always been sort of aware but then what kind of made me start questioning what this is about is the Mishima takes that he posts because half of um, Bronze Age mindset and his general ethos is very based on Mishima who I love dearly and, and have read extensively and I think we're at a very different sort of opinion about him but i'm kind of curious what your experience with bap up to this point was like how were you aware of him like what did you know about him up to this point
1: yeah so like i mentioned one of the you know twitter followers that i had the one who told me that they had like never met somebody who they felt so connected to like before they met me on twitter this was like after two weeks or something like that so i was just like uh thanks um one day he started (laughs) talking about like bap And I remember saying, like, what is BAP? And he directed me to Bronze Age Pervert, which I always, for the longest time, was thinking Bronze Age Pedophile. Like, that's what I would always say, rather than Mm -hmm. pervert. Um, But that's not what it is. Um, And, yeah, so I, like, found it. And it was this, like, I don't know, when I first looked at it, it was just this really it was like the biggest turnoff that I had ever felt like in regards Mm. to like finding a like sphere on Twitter that like existed and was like kind of fully formed that I had no idea like existed, if you know what I mean. And like, so, you know, physique Friday, you know, all these pictures of like, I don't know, these very fit aesthetic like bodybuilder um, types Um, you know, kind of the youngish, twinkish types that also get posted, Um, that entire aesthetic was just like very, I don't know, like very confusing that there was like a community that had been built around that by like what seemed to be straight men. And then I feel like the more that I looked into it, it seemed like it was not as straight as I had initially thought it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy who introduced it to me was obviously gay. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. So that was like my introduction to it.
0: Um, yeah. No, I, I remember going and looking at Bap's Twitter account and actually I was kind of interested because I'm very, you know, concerned with beauty and I, I think it's a, a missing element in a lot of art currently. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was compelling that he was cultivating like sort of like a corporeal beauty by this twitter culture of um men posting like workout pictures and every week like retweeting like these like beautiful german models or whatever mm-hmm. and of course like my interest in that is nothing about like it's nothing aspirational like I do not have any goals for that kind of body personally. Like that's not (laughs) how I want to look. It's like not how I feel. It's definitely like the sexual eye. Like Mm. I have no um, hesitancy in saying like, of course like it's hot and I like love straight guys. So it's like, you know, beautiful and fun and fascinating to like see them all in droves, like kind of like objectifying themselves in a way that is, uh, very you don't see it so much anymore you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean i i agree i think that you know the it wasn't so much the um it wasn't so much the images of like the young hot um bodybuilder aesthetic physique guys that was like the turnoff for me it was kind Mm -hmm. of like the i don't know just the the like profiles that were posting those um were not super like just reading their bios and the things that they would like tweet like there was this just kind of gap between those pictures and like who was tweeting those pictures that felt very um that just didn't feel like correct to me um (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i don't want to be too harsh but that's what we're here for right
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a place for seething anger and bitchiness, so I'm here for it. But, I mean, I then, like, kind of instinctually just, like, followed a bunch of these accounts, and I... Like, eagerly ate up all of, like, the fitness posts. I was, like, really riveted, like, seeing, like, this kind of stuff. There was, like, good stuff of people posting screenshots of their Tinder interactions with girls being, like, your arms are so big. Like, you could choke me with them. And I was, like, this is, like, you know, erotic for me as, like, a gay voyeur. And I thought it was, like, all, like, kind of funny. But... Um, the longer I lingered and kind of, like, observed all this happening, I was like, oh, like, this isn't just, like, the, like, little porn show I was, like, transfiguring it to be. It, like, actually kind of has, like, um, a menace about it.
2: Mm,
1: yeah. And I feel like I felt that menace kind of immediately because, like, for me, the, like, those pictures of the bodybuilders, you know, that's kind of my everyday. Like, I go to the gym every day, I, you know, am good friends with people who actually, you know, compete and, like, win in competitions, you know, Um, and so, like, it's not, that just was kind of, like, you know, an element of the um, entire, like, project of BAP, but it was not, like, the focus for me, that's not where my eye went, so, like, kind of what I was left with was, like, these weird, like, takes of these guys essentially trying to assert their like dominance and their masculinity that was like w- where my focus was drawn and that was kind of what it turned me off um to it faster than you know anything else yeah um, yeah it just felt very like it felt very try hard and i feel like that's kind of like my overall like impression of of BAP and like Bronze Age Mindset and this entire like group is that it's a, a group that's trying very hard to be convincing.
0: Um, right. And I guess like uh, to explain like like why this like Physique Friday thing exists and like why all of this whole sort of circuit is like functioning is because um, BAP is like a philosophical like artist of some sort. Like he kind of posits that men should be, like, in this, like, Nietzschean form of, like, becoming, like, the ultimate sort of, like, male form. And there's a variety of ways that he suggests doing that, which is, like, through, of course, fitness and bodybuilding and, like, through, like, kind of a return to um, traditional, like, gender roles among all sorts of political takes that I don't care about because I don't care about politics anymore, and I find that the whole sort of whirlpool around it is like trying to give lost men in this era like something to live for.
1: Yeah, no, I and I agree. Like I think, I and I, I think that that is something that in our society today, you know, <laughs> we have like kind of a lack of um, and I feel like there are um, men who don't have a solid direction that could really use like that type of guidance um, or direction. Um, you know, I feel like, I, and, and to be honest, I feel like this is like the other side of inceldom. You know, it's like the I feel like a lot of the guys who um, could end up being like an incel, like end up being like a bap if they like actually you know had sex you know if they had Mm. sex in, in like high school and college and they had like relationships and girlfriends but they still have like the kind of mindset of an incel where it's like you know they're directionless they feel like the world is against them they don't understand like their place in society like i feel like obviously you can't be an incel but, like, if you're attractive and you have, like, a, a, a decent body, you could... But you still feel directionless. I feel like that's where, like, a lot of these bad people kind of find themselves um, or where they come from, I guess.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, like, I totally agree that there is such a masculine crisis right now because, um, I mean, just the way that gender exists now is, like, so much different than it was, like, in the culture, which is the foundation of, like, what we live in. So the... Yeah aspirations and sort of goals of, you know, old-school masculinity linger, but, like, the shape of it is is so much different now that, of course, like, people are lost and confused and upset, and um, I think that, you know, encouraging good hobbies and stuff is, like, great, and, like, taking care of yourself and fitness and beauty as a pursuit, I think that's all well and good, but... I think the problem is that the mindset that BAP sort of seems to posit it and, like, lead his followers into is, like, making them into the great men of history. Mm. And I I think it's sort of a false promise for a lot of these guys who kind of, like... They misread, actually, what he seems to be suggesting, which is, like, if they start working out, they can get fucked. Because I don't think that BAP really like cares about that much at all but like they fall very easily into that trap right
1: and i think like the other concerning thing for me like reading um bronze aid mindset was the like focus around it being like an innate like thing that's in your blood you know and Mm. i like you know when i'm reading that and obviously there's like the takes that are pretty explicitly like you know (laughs) I I hate to say the word, but, like, very racist in its presentation,
0: (laughs) you know? like Well, no, we're, we're like, trained now kind of to, like, you know, to reject the idea of racism or whatever, because it's, like, oh, like, you know, so much of, like, race discourse has been completely, like, spoiled and ruined by, like, neoliberal capital, that it's, like, impossible to engage with it honestly, but, like, the sort of like you have it in like your genetic history to like become the great man is like just so dumb to me like who cares
1: yeah i mean like the at the end of the book it says something like you know you'll find like the white man will find friends um who who are oh yeah (laughs) they won't there's not going to be a lot of you know non-whites who want to be your friend but you'll, they'll be there sometimes, you know, and I'm like, all right, okay, you know, it's very, it's very strange, but, like, that, you know, the, the hilarious thing that I kind of think about is that the, like, premise of Bronze Age mindset and, like, the BAP kind of um, ideology is that there are people who, like, have it innate in them, in their blood, and those people are, you know, historically very, very rare. Um, and I get the sense of looking at BAP Twitter that these people are convinced that they are the people he's talking about. You know,
0: like, that's exactly it.
1: And like, that's what I mean when I say, like, it's like just this Twitter, like, sphere of people trying to convince me or whoever's, you know, looking and watching that they are like the upper echelons, you know, of humanity. They are like the ideal that Bab has in his head. Um, but then you look at their profile picture and they're like fat. And you're like, All right, well, <laughs> I don't necessarily know how much that lines up with, you know, the ideology, but you seem convinced of it.
0: Um and, you know, it's, like, I think that is ultimately the kind of the the harmful thing, because as, like, a artistic role, I think Baph is a kind of vaguely interesting, like, I think that, um, at least initially from, like, his earlier kind of tweet career, I think that he had, like, a really strong character image. Like, he had, like, a, in the same way that you have, like, a strong, like, Twitter personality with, like, your your monstrosities. Like, he definitely has, like, a similar kind of, like, charisma, you know? Like, in his in his tweets. And it's very easy to appreciate him for that. And I also appreciate a lot of his comments about, like, the um, vapidity and, like, void of having to survive in, in this um, current state where you don't feel great and you don't feel like you're the most important person in the world. But it's, like, I just... Like you said, like... The solution is not to inspire the belief in people that they are, you know, special and unique and they are the uber mensch, you know. This is right. the, the same kind of critique they make about what, like, liberal uh, parents, like, promise their kids, like, you are special, you are unique. It's right. all a lie and a trap. It's like, everyone should be learning to live their lives for something that personally satisfies them, I think. And, right. Um, it's not because you're going to be like God and like, you're going to change the course of history. And so maybe I sound like one of the antagonists of, of like his whole thing now, but it's like, I think it's just setting people up for failure. Right.
1: And I mean, I think like the argument against, you know, what you said about the like liberal parents who raise their kid to believe that they're special. Like, you know, I feel like the BAP person would push back and say, well, you know, they're saying that, you know, they're special in this, like, left and right liberalist, you know, mindset that is completely wrong, you know, as Bab is so like, you know, um, ready to point out at the beginning of his book, like, it's not a left or right problem. Like, this is something that exists beyond that. You know, it, it exists beyond like the current um, society and the society has like you know just kind of really um and is just like this wasteland um but these few that understand like this problem they are the chosen ones you know they are the people who could lead you know society back into greatness um mm. you know I, forward into greatness i don't know what um you know word you would use there uh but essentially lead the the male figure into, like, his rightful and, you know, proper, correct form. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I just find that, like, there's, you know, so many more interesting ways to live. And, like, Bab kind of posits himself as someone who is, like, devoted to perversion and beauty. And, you know, with the sort of, like, homoerotic images he's constantly posting, it's like, I can see, like, the element there, but, like, I believe myself to be, like, in existence for, like, the appreciation of, like, transgressive culture and beauty and art, and, like, being able to experience, like, share the sublime through that is something that's, like, also important to me, but, like, I don't, like, you know, view myself as, like, some deity that's going to, like, become a historical icon, and I I don't, like, want to be, because that's not the pleasure of experiencing beauty like the pleasure of experiencing something that like moves you on that spiritual level just from like the the look of it is like the experience of that is is not about like history it's it's about like the the personal emotion that you get do you know what i mean yeah yeah no i
1: completely understand i think it's one of those you know and i think like the other argument that maybe bap would make is like i'm not you know i'm not prohibiting the normies from having their like you know satisfied content life you know right because not- he says that in the yeah. book too right and he, he's like i i'm talking about the the men who want to go farther you know or who feel like this discontent and and again it goes back to like you know the point earlier of these guys who are directionless right the the people who are content with their life are oftentimes like pretty well adjusted guys who like have gotten married and who have a family and like the idea that that's something that um is like i don't know a a stopper to like your personal growth as a man um because you now are like feeding a a woman, you know, and now you're, like, being, you're in a matriarchy, um, as I feel like BAP would say, like, it's, it's you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, if you, like, Mm -hmm. follow that through, like, I feel like, at the end of the day, um, like, you know, the, probably these people who are, like, interested in BAP, you know, are people who are a little bit directionless and would enjoy to have, like, you know, that kind of uh, fam- family ideal, uh, but they haven't quite found it yet. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm misreading that a little bit, but um, that's kind of the impression that I get. Um, I don't know. Do you think, like, the the BAPs, are, are they single in the majority, or are they, like what is your what is your take looking at BAP Twitter
0: well I think like the failure is to not is to take it so literally and just not to like read it as actual like a way to live or as philosophy because I think that engaging with a BAP character can be like a positive experience and can encourage good stuff and can maybe even like get you incidentally like to appreciate like better art but like I, I think that most of the people who buy into it are, like you said, they like, kind of, like, more, like, directionless. And the people who start, like, modeling their lives, like, or, like, their, like, weekly, like, personas, like, into that sort of character, um, I don't like the, the sort of persona it sets up, because it's, like, this anonymous, like, you know, blank mass. Yeah, of I mean... It, these it... guys with, you know, g- they have the gym, which... Honestly, more juice heads, the better. Like, if everyone looked like they were in Jersey Shore, I would be a very satisfied little cowgirl. But, like, I mean, it's, like, there's so much more that you can appreciate. There's, like, so much more sublimity and extremity of experiences. And the whole BAP ethos, when it's, like, followed literally and, like, to such a degree, like, turns you into, like, anonymous frog people who work out and, like, maybe fuck a few times a year.
1: Right, and that's what, that was what was so strange to me, is that I hadn't, like, when I said I came into, you know, I stumbled across this thing, like, and it was fully formed, that's what I meant by that, is, like, go on to any, like, BAP, BAP BAP-adjacent Twitter and scroll through their media tab, and it looks, like, almost identical.
0: Like It's so, no, it's so uncanny. It's, like, they've become, like, their own little bug people. Right, this. Yeah, it's so uncanny. Yeah, and I, it's
1: like it's again, and this is something that I come back to a lot. And it's like something that I that I've developed kind of recently is this this idea uh, that I have that I'm sure has been talked about before by somebody of intent mm-hmm. and execution, and like the intent of Bap, like looking at like the Twitter and the way you know, the, it's like a very individualistic um type of existence that also exists for like the Brotherhood but mm. like the individualism is like completely lost on me because it just looks like carbon copy accounts that are posting the same like you know classical picture you know paintings of like classical Greece you know and like their physique Fridays you know it, it, it's just this very, it's like I'm looking at the same thing over and over again. And at that point, it's just like, you know, these people are all bugmen, but for a different, like, bug, you know?
0: Yeah, for a different, like, queen of the beehive. And I, I that's so perfect, honestly. Because it's, it really depresses me. Because if you can make your body beautiful, and, like, you can building yourself an appreciation for some kind of art or, like, give yourself something like that. Like, that's amazing. But, like, it's all a waste if it's just, like, a simulacrum of something you've seen on Twitter. It's, like, you haven't actually discovered your capacity for power. Like, what you have discovered is, like, a replica plastic, like, Venus de Milo in an antique shop.
1: Right. And how many of these people are... Forgoing things that up until they came across BAP, like they actually had enjoyment in. I don't know if that's the case, but like if you go on these Twitter, you know, pages, like because they are all the same, I do have to wonder, are there like hobbies that some of these people have that they don't post about because like it's not like BAP certified? You know like and, that's that would be very sad <laughs> yeah,
0: if that's the
1: case i feel like that would be very sad like i feel like gaming and being like a gamer like that's I,
0: very I, not that's very shake your finger at right
1: right and i feel like for a lot of guys in our generation like that is something that is very like pretty common mm. um that's like my circle of friends i don't play video games very often but only like
0: roller coaster my, tycoon.
1: Only roller coaster tycoon. But um like my friends are playing games every like night. Um and you know, it's this, this gang of like 10 to 15 people with like my four core best friends that I've had since you know university. And um, you know, they're talking every night, and I feel like that's a brotherhood, and they're all <laughs> married, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, you know. I don't know. It's it's this brotherhood that I feel like exists. It's not like a BAP brotherhood centered around sun and steel, but it is something that I feel like you know we are all extremely close, um, and also like kind of productive members of society. We all have our own direction that we're like are
0: walking towards. um I yeah. mean, look at us. We got two like gays like two like gay little immigrants like we're a little brotherhood right here and there's nothing wrong with that. It's true.
1: I, I the the thing that I always try and do is I just always try and remain like pretty, like oblivious, one. and two, I always try to m- remain pretty like um, humble mm-hmm. um, and just like essentially,, uh, yeah, I, I, I the, the reason why I try to remain humble is because I feel like that's how I s- set myself up for like, success later on because if you're really like into yourself and you really think you're hot shit then like where do you have to go like I I feel like there's not a lot of like room to grow from that but like if you feel like you're mediocre and you need to improve like it's like but still have like a healthy dose of confidence which I feel like is what what I my aim is like I'm pretty confident with who I am but I'm not gonna say like I'm God.
0: I'm not. Bad. Which a little bit of self-loathing is good for
1: everybody. So. Right. Exactly. So so it's always like weird to me when I hear like, yeah, and, like people. Sorry to shatter the illusion. No, no. It will just probably make me. Will it make uh, so like yeah? Will it make me more conscious about what I'm posting, or will I increase my like nefarious tweeting? That's the.
0: Well, there's only one way to find out.
1: Yeah, I, I think I honestly have a top favorite Grease Mind of Barrett's tweeting. I, I enjoyed would, it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. Yeah. Uh,
2: God.
0: Bronze Age Mindset is a 2018 novel by Bronze Age Pervert. And as we were kind of discussing him, you know, I, I did want to make it clear that although I find the sort of, like, bug people that he's produced in his own right to be, like, a little sad. It's, like, I, I do have, like, a humor about him. I don't think he's, like, evil. I I don't even think a lot of the the people that we were discussing are, like, necessarily his fault, but just, you know, misled people buying into the wrong thing. Because it does seem to me that a lot of, like, what he does is, like, sort of, like, a artistic sort of trolling and... Um, to be able to pull that off, I I think, is worth something. So what it comes down to is if the art of um, hiding your face on the Internet with a picture of your back and retweeting pictures of uh, guys who work out and kind of enraging the public, if that can translate to a literary context, which is Bronze Age mindset. And um, I, spoiler, it's my answer is a resounding no. <laughs> <laughs> as is mine as is mine no i was looking into a lot of the you know commentary because this book is beloved in the circles that have raised me up and have called you know me like a a sort of like a bastion of masculinity or like all people think all sorts of like things about like what my politics are despite the fact that i i nowadays like do not do it at all like i'm not talking about it like and i just don't feel this book I don't feel it it's not for me it's not like a it's not emotional I think I don't even know where to start with this it's not emotional it's like my my I can't even say that it is emotional for like him I think that he has a point of view and a perspective so he already is doing better than a lot of writers but the problem for me is like in a lot of the like thematic rendering and Even if it's all a big joke, even if it's, you know, an extension of the elaborate troll. The book didn't, like, succeed in pissing me off, but did, like, in, like, boring me and restating information that is better put in source material. But what was kind of, like, your general reading experience going through this? I mean, it was,
1: like, it was a slog. Um, (laughs) I, I feel like, you know, that just reading it was... And just absent any, like, critique on how it's formatted or the layout, like, I don't really care about that um, stuff. I think that if that's his character, that's his character. And, you know, he's writing in that character to an audience that's receptive of that. Fine. Like, I I don't think that that's an issue. I just think that it's like, if you're reading it as something that you want to, to learn from, which he essentially sets up that like that's not the goal of him writing this book I mean it you know it's it's very frustrating you know Uh to to approach it from that perspective And and I think that's what frustrates me about the book in general is that it like puts up so many conditions as to like reflect or deflect from criticism you know so it's like when I'm getting ready to you know when I was preparing to this pod, to to come onto this podcast, I was like writing notes and I felt like I would write something and then I would say, well, you know, he did say in that one page, you know, like that that I'm not really talking about this or, you know, by the way, there's like an exception with that. And so it's just from like, you know, it's so difficult to create and, you know, understand, a, a very well-informed, like, analysis and argument against the text because yeah. it's just such a slog, you no, know? No, it's
0: so true. Like, he puts up so many, like, esoteric, like, borders to, like, protect his ideology that, you know, even thinking back to the first half of this episode, like, I kept, like, having to clarify that, oh, like, maybe this isn't his intention or he says he's directly against this. But, like, this is a problem of like, the neoliberal literature that everyone critiques as well, which is, like, these endless, like, layers of postmodern irony and self-referential rules and this entire system that you have to, like, pierce in order to, like, get something from. And when he states explicitly that this is not a self-help book and, like, this is only calling to, like, those who feel it, it's, like, such a, a trap because in essence he's saying it's not a self-help book and by that nature it only speaks to the people who are powerful enough to become the kind of men he's talking about but anyone who reads the book and like feels like they got it is thus set up to be that person so like that innate fallacy is like very obnoxious to me um but i guess we should talk about like what the book is exactly first do you want to like introduce like what it is (laughs) do i
1: want to introduce what it is um yeah i mean well it's it's a pretty quick quick read um i said a slog but you know it's 200 pages um and i I feel like it's it's essentially divided into four parts i feel like parts one and two touch on like the state of society and how it's in in bap's mind like kind of degraded um and has just become like this shell this prison that modern society is functioning in um and the last two uh sections are essentially how to break free from that prison um with the tools that are available to us in modern society so it's like with these all these caveats like well you know we can't go back to the days where we were gods but you know we, you can get to a point where maybe it was kind it, it kind of feels like that um, yeah i mean So that's
0: exactly it. Like, it's a treatise. Um, It's like a a sort of like humorous, like commentary piece in the first half about where like society is. And I I found the first two parts to be far more compelling than the completely laborious back two parts, which is like reads like an instruction manual and Um, stylistically there's like um intentionally misspelled words It's, like is pretty characteristic of his brand, like the grammar kind of like uh often harkens back to like cavemanism, like he hosts say like, stuff like big book, like big movie, you know, like uh lift heavy weight. Um and I appreciate all of like these like uh sort of idiosyncratic, like, you know, daring stylistic choices, but I mean where it leads us to, I think, is, is sort of a disaster. <laughs>
1: right. And I mean, it, it's funny. Like, I, I, I think that, you know... I laughed. It's funny. I, yeah, I, I, I laughed. Um, And so I think, like, from my perspective, you know, if you're reading it, like... Pu- I, and That's the thing. If you're reading it purely as, like, this thing that you, like, just want to experience and you're not putting any weight you're not giving any weight to it. Like I feel like that's a far better reading experience than if you're reading it and you're anticipating to get something out of it, but you're not a like BAP follower. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I, I so that's why it's like, you know, I would like to question Anna, like what was what was it about this book that made you feel like it was such a literary masterpiece? you know and was that just like a troll in itself of saying that you know like that's that's kind of like the the interesting thing about that and that's what i like as a as a fellowship poster you know <laughs> what i do kind of get a kick out of is like how much of this is like something that is just a giant troll mm. and like how much of it is something that you know he actually is convinced and writing down. And I feel like the first two parts are far more troll-worthy and, Mm -hmm. like, have good bits. And the latter two parts, which do read as an instruction manual, are far more, like, serious posting,
0: you know? I completely agree.
1: And And that's... Go ahead, sorry.
0: No, no, and I was
1: just gonna say, so it's like, you know, going back to the, like intent and execution thing it's it's there it's not consistent like the the shit posting and the serious posting is like too back to back for it to actually make sense so when you try to take something out of it you know
0: for it, one it person, topples yeah. down
1: right like for one person what would be a serious post and these are people who like i imagine exist in the bap sphere I'm sure there's one person who like reads a certain passage as like a shit post joke. And to another person, they're reading it as something serious, you know? And like, so we're not even talking about people who are like not a BAP follower, you know, and who isn't in on the joke. Like I could very well see passages being read like, you know, and and again, is that BAP's intention when he writes the book this way?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I I appreciate, like, that kind of boldness in creating something that's, like, so oblique, you know? Um, I, I do think it, it's, like, daring, but, like, there's so many other, like, writers, like, even, like, working now who address, like, similar crises of, like, masculinity and breakdown or, like, failed social culture. Like, well back is immediately coming to mind and, like, Serotonin, he, like, well back like, does this in a way that is also like very difficult to like pierce and has like a lot of like these stopgates and like challenges to like get over and like learning how to read the joke but the effect is like way more thematically whole like this is very fractured and like fragmentary and i mean there's something to be said about that as well but Um, I kind of want to go through, like, some of the, like, philosophical ideas, like, beyond the, the presentation, and, of course, like, the, the big one is, like, kind of his, like, um, like, Neo Nietzsche, like, Ubermensch philosophy, and we, we kind of already got into it a little bit, but I'm curious, like, how you read, like, the sort of direction towards that that he seems to be suggesting.
1: I mean, like, uh, as somebody who has been called and addressed Men's, like very recently,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> by a bottom. No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he is. But um, of course, it was like a, I think, a tongue-in-cheek joke. Um, but no, uh, like, I don't think, I don't think it's bad to give men a direction especially men who feel directionless and don't have friends or a support group around them that can give them like a place in society. So I don't think that that goal is bad. Um, I think when it creates like you are going to be this like prototype of the perfect male Um, and like, that's what you need to drive and work towards and in fact that's what society should actually be like Mm. supporting you know i can't buy into that because it it just like it doesn't hold up because i see these people who actually have bought into it and they're not going to become that um and so like from that perspective i can't buy into like that whole thread in the book Mm -hmm. um you know i i can see like the argument that could be made about how we need to have these nietzschean uberments you know that exist in society today and we have like a you know lack of them um but like for that to be what side society aspires towards like i don't and i guess it's because i don't ascribe to the idea of, like, you know, supporting the few who are, like, the people who should be supported. And, you know, rather than supporting the masses. No, because,
0: I mean, I I completely agree with you. I'm very collectivist. Like, I... Especially after relocating to this beautiful country um, where the mission seems to be way less individualistic and, like, way more about the whole. Like, Um, I don't know if you have the same experience, but, like, working here, I feel like everyone is, like, contributing to a common social goal in their own way, and that value is, like, sort of promoted, even though it has, like, all sorts of, like, uh, disastrous consequences, like, in the workplace with, like, overworking and, like, suicide and um, difficult social culture, like, all that exists, but, like, there is, like, a a satisfaction here that comes, like, from this, like, uh, national camaraderie, you know?
1: yeah totally and i think like you look at lgbt like rights and the rights movement here in japan and you know the of course there is no church to push against um people who want lgbt rights but the so the criticism the criticism that you hear most often is just days ago yeah this was days ago right is that like there's (laughs) no there's no um production to society essentially that um lgbt can offer you know because they're not having children um the society and people living in society their responsibilities to continue that society and produce children and you know etc etc and you know we had that a few days ago with that comment and then like last year or two years ago there was a another politician um who had said that you know people who are gay have no productivity value. Um, Mm -hmm. They, they like are essentially like, you know, not worth anything um, to sum up her, to sum (laughs) up her language. And like, I feel like almost a nicer reading of than what it actually was. Um, (laughs) So like, you know, Japan is very focused on the society functioning as a whole. And and it's not individualistic. It is like you're working for this collective project. Essentially, um, people will say that you know that project is termed quite capitalist. Um, mm. So it's not like a you know Marxist project or anything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, and so that's why I was I'm confused by like the how much this book talks about like Japan and Japan, the, J-
0: the Japanese like idolization, which is insane in this book. Yeah, very weird. Very strange. Well, this is honestly where my bone to pick with Bap began in the first place, which was from his Mishima readings. And it's because he adopts, like, sun and steel. Like, uh, Mishima's, like, kind of treatise about um, embracing, like, physical work into your body um, as, like, a means of, like, defeating, like, the sort of, like, weak and meek, meek meekish, like, selfish sort of, like, artist soul. But, um... What Bap fails to understand, and what all of his followers do, is they, like, brutally bastardize and, like, molest Mish- like, Mishima's, like, beautiful, like, over is that, like, all of his samurai stuff and his bodybuilding, I mean, you can easily equate it to him being, like, a queeny pansy little bottom, but beyond that, it's, like, a part of his ultimate drag persona that he was constructing as a means of turning his life into art. And he even says this in Sun and Steel. It's like the bodybuilding is like a part of turning my entire essence and like history on earth, along with like my fiction, into like a single like piece of like human writing, which like goes all the way up to his suicide when he uh, failed to uh, write a poem with his uh, gut blood. But um, Bap, like completely misunderstanding that was like so annoying. And it's like led to this all of the like the bug Bap people, like. Just completely lying about stuff like Confessions of a Mask, where they say it's a, it only exists to prove a counterpoint to the final man he was capable of being, and it's like all of you people like don't, like d- obviously haven't read like Kyoko's House, like none of you have read Forbidden Colors, like none of you get it that he's just a fucking fag, like that's the whole thing, it's like an art fag,
1: right? And I, and it's like, you know how you talk to like gay guys in Japan and you ask them about Mishima and they like, uh, I mean, in my experience have like the older gays like love Mishima because Mm -hmm. um, he was like this essentially, you know, I I don't want to use the word gay, but you know, somebody who was very interested in guys um, and like went to Nichome all the time. And so it's like, kind of like this, And he was like this really masculine um, guy for uh, a lot. And and looking from the perspective of these Japanese gay men, you know, and so uh, like it's really just because it's like, oh, they have their gay hero, you know, that they like him.
0: So that's exactly it. And that's the funny thing to me is that, you know. Bap also, like, you know, is constantly referencing, like, through this book, like, old, like, Greek philosophy and, like, the old way of, like, uh, male camaraderie. While he, like, really fails to address, like, the boy fucking culture of Greece that, like, Foucault, like, really explicates. And it's, like, okay, like, the missing element for all of you Bap people here is, like you should be like Mishima, like, you absolutely should, you should go be, like, a sexually amorphous creature, like, go work out your body, and then, like, go fuck twinks, like, in Nichome in San Francisco on your off time, it's, like, all of his appeals towards, like, ancient, like, Grecian cultures, towards Mishima, towards all of this, it's, like, the gay element is there, but he tritely writes it off, like, in the first two pieces, and, uh, completely fails to synthesize it into what is the actual goal creation he should be making.
1: Well, I mean, that's the, so like when I read that gay passage, I mean, I have to feel like that's one of like the jokes, right? Is like yeah. that gay men who are like actually identify as gay in their adult life in reality they were, like, when they were children, able... They were precocious to little children. Them. Yeah, like, the faux masculinity of modern society. And I read that, and I laughed, because my <laughs> whole issue with BAP is that, like, and the BAP people on Twitter, is that it just reads as, like, this faux masculinity that people are trying to convince me that they have. And I'm like, so, me being a gay man, did I not lose my you know, ability to sn- sn- sniff out that, um, that faux masculinity. I guess I, I feel like I haven't because, again, like, I'm not convinced by these people that they're, like, these super ultra-masculine guys that they mm. like to pretend they are. Um, so, like, a- and the other thing about that gay passage was that I felt like by positioning, like, gay guys... Or positioning like interest in men as something that went beyond like the understanding of a normal straight guy you know where gays had like this innate sense of um you know deterioration of modern masculinity that gives people who might be like questioning um Something hopeful to came from like, you know, liking guys or mm. finding guys attractive, and like when I said that I had you know some Baps in my DMs, like two of them were guys who did not identify as like gay. They had told me like that they had, like a, a, you know had one of them had only been with women and had just started like experimenting with guys. And I want to touch on him because he had said when he he was like, oh, you live in Japan, so you must get a lot of um, Asians looking to climb on your white pole. And I was like, what? And Rough. then and I was like, I, you know, I mean, I like deflected, I guess. And then he was like, I'm in Canada and I have so many like Asians that I'm dominating. And I was like, what? Like, that's again, like, the language that, you know, I, I mean, maybe that is something that is like, you know, an in-joke and whatever, but like those are the type of things where it's like, I'm talking with a bad person and I think they think I'm like on their side. And it's like, if I have a white guy talking to me, you know, who's also white passing, whatever, um, like, and they are telling me like, oh yeah, I dominate like the Asians here in Canada. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to take that? Like, do like, do you get a high five from that from the other guys that you tell? Like, I don't, I don't know.
0: I mean, so- I love like dirty sex culture, so that's like that's very amusing to me. I, uh, but I think it points to like honestly the entire failure of, of the bat movement and uh, specifically of this book is that like, it literally sees and identifies the homoerotic urge in these men and instead of addressing it it deflects it with that really like short like kind of jokey passage that like references a uh, poly instinct that a uh, gay men or you know as as you were talking about but like instead of just advocating for like boy fucking and like that kind of like male admiration and like that kind of like camaraderie and the ancient like you know appreciation that like you know men had for boys and for each other that often ended up in blowjobs and handjobs like instead of doing something with that he makes the biggest like pussy move of the whole book and writes it off as just like a little glitch and then fails to bring up any way that gay men could ever be productive or their cultural role or anything he ignores it because it's the enormous specter leaning over the book and there's no way that he can deflect it
1: yeah no i mean i agree you go on to like a long passage about i think he did about alexander the great and then he like doesn't talk about the homosexuality there
0: you know and yeah and he even goes on to praise like nero for like his uh like 120 days of sodom like boy weddings and stuff it's like he is always like on the verge of making the realization that the answer is to fuck Twinks, but, like, just won't get there. (laughs) Right, right. There was,
1: yeah, there was, like, another passage where he was talking about how, I can't remember who it was, but was somebody was so beautiful that, like, women and men's heads turned, you know, and it's like, and he could have anybody that he wants, but it just, uh, he doesn't actually delve into that in any substantive, you know, way. So, Mm. I mean me, the gay reader, I I want something to jack off to at the end of the day. Give me something.
0: Give me something, literally. And I think that one of the consequences of this, and something that I have smelled on the bat movement for forever, is, you know, beyond the homoeroticism, I have detected a very horny chaser vibe from these people. (laughs) Mm. I guess I need to clarify that word, because I've said chaser before, and people think I'm saying chubby chaser, which I have... (coughs) Literally nothing to offer. <laughs> like, I have no insight on that. Um, I'm talking about uh, t- trans girl chasers. You can't say the the original phrase anymore. But um, a lot of these guys who get really into masculinity, I think, and have, like, a sort of pubescent instinct uh, towards it and developing it in themselves, uh, they also become fixated on the penis, and they like to see that form on a female shape. And I think that Bap may not be gay. I don't care if he is, but I can tell that he loves his trans girls and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: That's so funny. I feel like that's a perspective that, you know, you can definitely add to that, um, the conversation. I, I, you know, I <laughs> people that I've experienced, you know, have all been like very like in the closet um or ashamed of their
0: gayness. Um and which is why they deflected onto trans girls as well. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a little easier than a gay man for a lot of them.
1: Yeah. I mean I would agree. I would agree with that. I feel like if you're if you're actually trying to get sexual with a guy who like presents as a guy and is very like, you know, built and muscular or whatever, you know, then that's far gayer than going after yeah a after chichi right after chichi
0: and i'm telling i'm telling these people it's like listen i will save you from like your bap bug dumb like i'm here for you like i will give you all of the adoration you want like it's the the direction is this way like uh ignore like the uber bench thing like you've been you can become an uber bench like for me like that's enough and that'll make you happy right. <laughs> i <Right>. swear
1: <laughs> yeah
0: no i mean i'll
1: send them over to you i i don't really need them in my dms so <laughs> I'll, I'll oh
0: by all means i um i also just think it's so funny that it, like when he's uh doing his like little passage like praising like various countries like nationalisms and stuff and starts talking about how uh you know, the sort of Shinto uh, nationalism here is, like, really widely accepted and respected and appreciated here when, like, literally everyone is fucking annoyed by the garish, ugly soundtracks.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it, like, I, well, Japan is for sure like, a country that has a history of, you know, fascism. I think Really? Is- I think it is a very nationalist country, um, but I think that like everybody sees the ultra nationalists, like the people who I think BAP is like trying to give you know a pedestal to and put on a pe- pedestal, you know, as insane, crazy people. Like I don't think anybody is like, oh yeah, well they have a point. You know, I think it's like if that's what they are if that's how they're framing their argument like i'm not gonna listen um and yeah so i i don't see that at all um and i live here but you know we are talking about the guy who said every time he talks about mishima and izakaya he gets a, his dinner for free you know? Which
0: is hilarious, because I swear to God, like, you bring up Mishima to not, like, faggots, like, kiki and Nichome, like, if you bring it up to, like, some, like, normal f- salary man, like, in his 40s or something, he's like, oh, Koto nai ne. It's like, yeah, you. Ha- <laughs> I know you haven't read it. It's like, I know, like, it's hard. Like, that's why it's easier to read in translation, but, like, people don't really read him. He's, like, kind of, like, a, a cultural faux pas. is like, a you know I right. just it's he's just lying he's telling lies
1: right i mean the yeah exactly and, and and again that's like the so that's like a kind of a good tweet to look at i feel where it kind of identifies what i find so like amusing and confusing about that is that if you take that down okay getting i eat for free in japan every night if i just you know mention mishima's name like all all right that's a troll that's genius like it's hilarious i will i will take that you know i eat for free that's like obviously the joke if people are actually you know buying into that and he's getting reaction from that part you know then that's you know then that that troll has worked but like the point of that post i think is like mishima is celebrated in japan like that's the serious take that you can take away from that post
0: right because you were talking about how when you should post it comes from the grain of truth you know right right it has to come
1: with some element of truth you know if it's not for yourself where the reader can like you know attach their own experience onto it and like then kind of read it from there from that perspective and like that's not the experience that you get in japan like you said if you ask the like, gay guys like gay guys will like mishima because he's like you know the gay guy who was widely accepted like culturally in, you know in society um and like his gay flings were were well known you know and but none of them will have read the book You know, none of them will have done the required reading, you know, the gay guys that you talk to, they will just like admire him from that purely like identity lens that Mishima kind of presents. And then you talk to like normal Japanese people and and they're right. They haven't read him either. And they are less knowledgeable of him because of like how far removed he is now from like the modern culture.
0: Um, Yeah, I've met three people um, who I've asked, um, who have read, uh, four, who have extensively read Mishima. The first, uh, 50-year-old faggot friend who, um, read The Sound of Waves because he thought the male protagonist was hot, so that's one. Um, next was a 50-year-old businessman who was really, like, far right, like, Uyoku, and, like, was totally buying into the, the lie that he, uh, misreads Mishima for. um, the next was a girl who had the same take as me. I met at the bar. Twenty four, uh, very uh, based and chichi pilled about Mishima, and then the last was a a, a co worker. Mm. So I mean, it's just you're right about like the the seed of truth and the shit posting, and it kind of leads me to like my my final question about the matter, which is like what is this worth? Like, what do we get from this experience? Like, what do we get from BAP? What is it all for? Yeah. I mean, like,
1: I don't get anything from it. I get frustration. I get like a laugh from time to time, but it's like the, at the end of the day, what I run into is like this, you know, this fear on Twitter that I feel like has bought into like snake oil, essentially like, somebody, like, if I were to create, like, a cult around my shit posts, like, all of the people who were there at the beginning would, like, understand that my horny posts, you know, were all just bullshit, but, like, would the cult that came after those initial people understand that? Like, I don't think so, and I feel like that's kind of what BAP is, like, maybe at the beginning, it was something that was, like, you know edgy pushing the borders but now it's gotten to this point where it's sustainable without him to be honest like you like that that realm or whatever like the bap lore is established enough that if he deleted his account i feel like it would continue to flourish and people would continue to like buy into this thing that probably is a majority just like shit posts but yeah, I mean if like if it's giving people direction who are directionless, I don't know is that worth it?
0: Is it worth it? I mean, I personally believe that the direction could be better focused, but like you said there is something good for anyone trying to help anyone like find something to live for. It just disappoints me that it melts into this gloop of like melted clone people who have the same emojis on their obscured face pictures as they like sludge through anonymity are terrified of the gay sex that their hearts are clearly yearning for and have a taste in art that is very superficial and doesn't move their heart. Mm -hmm. So I think that there have been gains and there have been losses but one thing we can all agree on is that his podcast is fucking terrible.
1: I have not listened, and I cannot it's, believe you put yourself through that torture.
0: I listened to three episodes in preparation for this, and I... Do you know he puts on... It could be his real voice. It could be a joke, as we have gone through over and over again with this guy. But he does this uh, feigned accent, perhaps. And it is unbearable to listen to.
1: I, I don't know how you were
0: able to... I mean I paid for them. I bought them. So <laughs> I gave Bap like for the creation of this episode, I gave him like 30 bucks. So, you know what? Man, like good for you. You made your point. Yeah, no,
1: I mean he he got a profit off of me as well twice. I bought like his Kindle book and his actual physical
0: copy so I could write things down in it. Um We've, like, yeah. given him, like, 75 bucks, like, between the two of us. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's going to be people who listen to this episode
1: and, like, want to check it out for themselves, Um you know. And go for
0: it. I mean, it's, right. like, you know, it's at least interesting. You know, yeah. even if I think it's, like, kind of a failure in a lot of ways and I don't think it's quite as uh, artistically valuable as many have perceived it to be, at least it's, like, has a point of view. Like, at least there's that.
1: Right. If you look at Bob in isolation, if you look at, like, Bronze Age mindset and his Twitter, like, I feel like that's a far more interesting story than if you look at, like, the, I want to call it, like, a cult that has built around him. Like, it's kind of a cult of personality that has taken its own, like, um, like I said, if he, if he deleted his Twitter, it could, it's self-sustaining at this point. Like, so... You know, that's that's kind of my concern. Okay, at least these kids have direction. Um, but like the mentality that I feel like they are utilizing in modern society is just not going to lead to something that I feel like BAP is promising and that they would be happy with if this is their new like adopted mentality, you know?
0: I completely agree. And um, as usual, the only thing I can suggest instead of uh working out to save yourself and become God, I just recommend you watch some art movies and read some old books that make you feel something. Sounds like a perfect idea. Or you can watch Barbie compilations on YouTube. That's what I do. What can I do for you? Nah, 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 nah.
2: I hate you because I can't fucking read. One, there is nothing in the physical realm. The world is a mouth of subject, feeling, and perception. I- Abandon the physical and devote your being to the pleasure and terror of oh. real emotion. Two, put your life on the altar. Talk. All right, here we go again. Two, put your life on the altar of feeling, emotion. Simulate yourself to art. Find greatness and meaning in the overwhelming universe of the heart. Sublimity. Create, witness, and all art that moves your soul. Destroy. Irony. And self-conscious. Borders. Wall. Restrictions. Shields. Embrace the awkward pain and nuisance of your heart. Period. <laughs> okay. Three, find meaning in the. F- oh my god. Faculty. Right. Three, find meaning in the faculty and maintenance of the artistic body and soul. Employ ancient concepts of desire beyond gender. Find grace. Men love men, love transgender, love pleasure. Love heart, love gay, love faggot, love crossdresser monsters. Four, live and die for art. I love that, that was really, really good.